Welcome, ladies and germs, to Screen Actors Guilt, where we explore Oscar-winning actors and the embarrassing films they'd rather forget. I am your co-host, Michelle. I'm Henry, uh, the uh, aeronaut, the the spaceman, uh, the dead-eyed Johnny Depp character this time. And I'm the alien baby. I'm the tiny. <laughs> I'm the tiny alien set of fetuses nestling warm in your womb uh controlling you from the inside so obviously this is our reese our nope not reese witherspoon nope 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 Charlize <laughs> theron podcast not even similar actresses both not blonde i guess but nope. i mean wouldn't it's oh. because there's a character named reese in this movie so i got reese in my head and then went to reese witherspoon that's true uh, this would have been a fucking crazy movie if reese witherspoon <laughs> had been in it <laughs> yeah would have been yeah, different She's playing unhinged more and more lately, Reese Witherspoon. Uh, That's true, yeah. But Reese Witherspoon at the time was a very different kind of actress. She was like, yeah, she was a cutie pie, like cruel intentions, Reese Witherspoon. So this would have been quite a different ball of wax. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, this is our Charlize Theron episode, uh, talking about The Astronaut's Wife, uh, which is a movie that she made uh, in... 1999. What? 1999, right. Yes. 1999 is such a weird year for civilization in general, which we so should talk weird. about at some point here. But uh, but Charlize Theron. Yeah. Uh, she's a wonderful actress. Wonderful I love her actress. so much. She's so I good. absolutely love her. I have not a bad thing to say about Charlize Theron. And, and she's had a wonderful career, especially in the last 10 years. I mean, winning an... When did she win the Oscar? Was that... Oh, actually, she won it for Monster, which was had to be like oh four. Yeah, like oh three, oh four. We so were in high school quite a while ago. Oh yeah. yeah, she's been like an like an Oscar caliber big movie star actress for like yeah fifteen totally. fifteen years, and has been like a Hollywood fixture for like thirty almost. Yeah, which is she, crazy. She's been in the biz, and um, yeah. and you know, like every respected actor, there's. There's going to be a few stinkers, and I'm so surprised I hadn't seen this movie before, because I distinctly remember when it came out, it was when I was in, like, seventh grade, and horror mm-hmm. movies were, like, the thing, you know? Mm-hmm. It was sleepover yep. fixture, and I somehow missed out on this one, and now I'm kind of, well, we can get into it later, but it would have been a pretty challenging movie for a seventh grader. Yeah. No, in a lot of different a, ways. There's a lot, there's a lot in this movie that is not age-appropriate, uh, for i would say anybody no not anyone Uh, (laughs) um yeah so yeah let's talk about where Charlize was at at this point because she was not at the height of her Charlize powers but she had done some things yeah i mean this this was an era of Charlize's career that was i think pretty like spotted with a bunch of really mediocre to very bad movies right like it was like right around the sweet november time which is a movie that we also almost chose right yeah that's true kooky woman who moves in with Keanu Reeves and then dies. Yes. Uh, I, I wrote down what she had starred in prior to this that were kind of more like heavy hitters, and she was in Devil's Advocate, which okay. I haven't seen. Um, yeah. Mighty Joe Young. Oh, and, my uh, God. Cider House Rules, and then the Woody right. Allen Joint Celebrity were all around this time or right before. So she was, like, on a pretty solid upswing. She was, like, being cast in movies by respected, well, by... Was- was she in The Legend of Bagger Vance? I believe she was, but I think that, yeah, no, that was around the same time. Like right around the same time, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, so she's, like, kind of, like, catching her stride as, like, a Hollywood A-lister at this right. point, but not she was like an ange- She was, like, a, an ingenue's ingenue at the time, right? She was the love Definitely. interest, uh, you know, like, 
arresting looking, Mm -hmm. uh, very generally like sweet with just the the slightest edge but they weren't even really letting her have an edge then like flash forward 20 years and she's like one of the main action stars while also one of the like heavy hitting uh dramatic actresses in the and actors in the world yeah Uh, so much very satisfying transformation yes uh like i could watch her in atomic blonde like kicking ass over and over again and i have watched her kicking ass in atomic blonde over and over again that is my oh my god yeah fury road are you kidding me uh we're actually watching fury road tonight as a palate cleanser uh for uh for this movie that's a great Uh, idea that movie fucking yeah it's the best instant classic it's unbelievable yeah Uh, so she she was like catching her stride but she was still kind of like she was new on the scene you know she wasn't a household name quite yet i think at this point Right. Um, Johnny Depp definitely was, though. He had already been in What's Eating Gilbert Grape, Fear and Loathing, Donnie Brasco, Sleepy Hollow. Oh, yeah. He was, like, one of the biggest actors in the world when this came out. I think, uh, yeah, I think he, I mean, if I knew who he was in middle school, that means he was pretty on the scene. I'm not right. saying I wasn't plugged into the zeitgeist in seventh grade, but yeah. I was basically plugged into only the boy band aspect of the cultural zeitgeist <laughs> at this point. Yeah. So, I he hit my theory. radar. I have a theory as to why Johnny Depp took this role uh, in this movie, which we can talk about now or later. Uh-huh. Uh, it's because he got to hit a woman in this movie, which I think is the thing that he was really <laughs> oh, looking no. to do. Oh, no. Oh, God. Uh, but, Prelude uh, of things to come. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, he's a bad person. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's yeah. He's a bad dude. Uh, and I think not that good of an actor. Uh, but, uh, you know, people really liked him. People have always really thought that he turns in some good shit. I just think he's dead behind the eyes. Which sort of works yeah. for this movie. He is. He is. And like, empty. at this point, I can't watch Johnny Depp in a movie because. Bleh. But like, uh-huh. at this point in time, and pretty much leading up to, let's see, when did he fully jump the shark? Was it like the second Pirates of the Caribbean? Was it Willy I, Wonka? I, it was somewhere in that I, zone. Willy Wonka for sure. I, Which I was yeah. down for. I was in for it because I just like weird shit. But also like, okay, Johnny Depp. You're... Right, his like Michael Jackson, Willy Wonka character. Which, just... Wow, what a what a crossover of gross. Um... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that um, but but you know I gotta say like he and Charlize Theron look amazing in this movie. Like, they do. They're both beautiful. They look the same. Is, they look. They have the same hair. They have exactly the same hair. They have the exact it's same hair. It's such an interesting choice. I know why they chose her hair. She so this is like before we get into plot, I'll just quickly say it's like a alien Rosemary's baby. Yeah. And yeah. she has the exact same hair as Mia Farrow in Rosemary's Baby. Oh. Which I I like was doing a little Googling, like looking at because I haven't seen Rosemary's Baby in forever. And I realized like, oh my God, that's totally it is definitely a reference. So that's almost wow. giving the director or this movie or the, had pretensions, huh? It, uh, yeah, it was a little nod to its its uh, movie parent. It's God. But, um, but yeah, they do. They look like they they definitely have the same stylist, and mm-hmm. they both have uh, some bleach blonde bobs. You could almost do a face wipe of them the way that you can do it with uh, Daniel Radcliffe and Elijah Wood, where like they're just kind of the same person if you just move <laughs> the camera a little bit back and forth. Uh, but yeah, 1999, it's like that moment in cultural history, right before 9-11, where like, there are no stakes, anything can happen, you have to just like make up problems, just let's, let's pretend that like, 
because what, what was popular in uh, I think nineteen ninety nine was the year that uh, Summer Girls was like number one of the pop charts. Which also <laughs> yeah. they all have the same hair as Charlize and Johnny Depp in this movie. They have boy band like, hair for sure. Exactly. It was like yeah, big bleach blonde hair on everybody. Yeah. Uh, like that was it. Uh, shit, the Ricky Martin song. Uh, La Vida Loca. La Vida Loca. Yeah, yeah, exactly. La Vida Loca, <laughs> not She Bangs. Come on. Uh, <laughs> Which is a William Hung song at this point, please. Yeah, it's it's not definitely a William. I had to double check, like, as I was saying that, like, wait, is this, <laughs> am I about to say the wrong thing? Did he write this song? Because I feel like. No, he just owns it the way that Jimi Hendrix owns all along the Watchtower now. That's true. Uh, sometimes a cover just takes the original and makes it their own in a way you can't forget. It's like Johnny I Depp, know. Nine Inch Nails, William Hung, she bangs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so let's, let's talk about The Astronaut's Wife, which, uh. I think sounds like an Oprah's Book Club title. It sounds more. like a Lifetime movie. Yeah, absolutely. There's like Does... a series of the the like blank professions, wife or daughter movies yes. and and books. The time like traveler's the wife, the exactly. astronaut's wife. Yeah. Uh-huh. It sounds like it's going to be a lot more. Well, it doesn't sound like a thriller slash horror movie, which is an odd choice. They could have gone with something a lot spookier, given the genre that this kind of transcended into. Right. Mid movie. Yeah. It's although only really in the last third of the movie does it yeah. make it turn into like kind of horror. It's a. I mean, obviously, it's a fifteen percent Rotten Tomatoes movie. It's a bad movie. Uh, yeah, it's not but good. It's, a, it's inexplicable in a bunch of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, how would you like? What's this movie about? This movie is about... So Johnny Depp is an astronaut, and he and his beautiful wife live in Florida. He takes Mm -hmm. off on a mission. During this mission out in space, uh, he loses contact with with Houston Houston for two minutes. And during those two minutes, something happens. There's an explosion. And when he returns to Earth, he and the other guy who was outside the spaceship with him, they were doing something doing some work on some satellite. Mm-hmm. Those two people have something physically wrong with them, perhaps. Johnny Depp's not exhibiting any symptoms, but his partner is. And there's something about a, a, a sensitivity to radio frequency that is prevalent throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Depp's wife, who's played by the lovely Charlize Theron, becomes pregnant with twins and then she becomes increasingly worried because of his strange erratic behavior that she is uh, carrying, like, basically, like, a- alien demon seed inside yes. of her. Yes. And that's basically the plot of the whole movie. Yep, that's the movie. Uh, okay. Is there... Yeah, she has a, a sister who's, like, kind of terrible. Uh, yeah, her sister's a real piece of shit. Her sister's a real end, piece of shit. Seems fine at the, the beginning. No, I disagree. Oh, Throughout, wait, no, no. Actually, you're right because yes. I wrote down some quotes. Uh-huh. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, her sister's garbage. And there's the, like, the quintessential movie like this uh, scientist character who sees through it all, tries to tell people, and then dies. Yes. Uh, I, yeah, I... I liked that actor. I thought he was he was doing his absolute best. I liked uh, him too. I like Doctor Reese or whatever his yeah, yeah. Doctor Sherman Reese, Doctor Sherman Reese. Definitely, uh, um, yeah. So her sister. I think that what I didn't mean was that she was good, like a good person, <laughs> but she was supportive at the beginning. She was yes. a supportive sister that was like, "Oh, you have the perfect husband." Like seemed kind of like a good figure for mm-hmm. her sister, like mm-hmm. in her life. Uh, she did. She did say. 
she's expressing her jealousy that Charlize mm-hmm. has like locked <laughs> down a dream man and said men are like parking spaces. Mm-hmm. All the good ones are taken. All the available ones are handicapped. Are handicapped. <laughs> Jesus Christ, 1999. (laughs) Right. And they just move on. Like, that was a throwaway line. Absolutely. I I rewound and I had to watch it a couple times and be like, Mm -hmm. I'm writing this down verbatim Mm because this is part of the movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, that... uh, That was was a real low light for me. That was... That was a real low light for humanity. There are a lot of quotes that made the low light wall... Uh, in this movie for sure there are a couple of quotes that made the highlight wall but uh but yeah it's uh do you want to should we should we talk highlights just to like say yeah. what what in this movie kind of works sort of sure yeah what's well, uh, a i don't have a ton of highlights but one of okay well one of my highlights are the actual highlights in their hair <laughs> that make them look like identical twins there's a real mm-hmm. twin thing going on it's and it's not just thing. the the alien demon seeds that she's carrying inside of her i really think they're trying to make them look super similar and it's a weird choice yeah because johnny depp is blonde in zero other movies besides this one it's a strange choice to make him right his features don't really lend well to blonde (laughs) yeah Uh, what were some of your highlights so this so i like uh almost all of my highlights are about her as a teacher uh, yeah because her as a teacher i'm not gonna say she's a good teacher because i'm pretty sure that she's not but she is a weird teacher that i would watch a movie about this character <laughs> teaching classes because let's let's start with where she begins as a teacher like okay. her husband is is in space yes. uh, repairing a satellite calling her and asking her what she's wearing on the phone but she learns that because she has a child answering the phone for her Oh, yeah. Uh, in her classroom <laughs> to, to then tell her that her astronaut husband's on the phone. Mm-hmm. But before that, uh, she's teaching second grade uh, kids what fruits come from what states. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So I think that the reason for this is like the very first scene in the movie, she's snuggled up in bed with Johnny Depp. And he says something like, oh, oh the, like I'll make oh, it up peaches. to you. Oh, no. It right. was really confusing. I was confused by it because I was like, oh, there's going to be like some kind of innuendo or so. And he says like, oh, yeah, I'll make it up to you. You like fruit? And there's a really awkward pause where she's like, uh, yeah. And he and he pulls back the blankets and looks under the blankets and goes, is that a peach? Yeah. And you're like, it's... I guess that. And then it just kind of like cuts to the next scene where they're obviously like having blanket sex and like interesting end to a scene that's how they got uh-huh. out of that one and uh-huh. then the very next scene it's like state fruits so she's <laughs> uh she's got peaches on the brain uh what let's rewind michelle did you just say blanket sex <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know blanket sex <laughs> you know blanket sex mm-hmm. sex with and in, under in a blanket, blanket. <laughs> uh I also really, so I, I really like to move past the blanket sex and talk more about children. Um, the <laughs> kids, uh, the little kid who goes on the long monologue about Johnny Depp meeting aliens in space and if he brings love back the laser that rifle. Kid. I love, I love that kid. That, that kid's kid. a highlight of the movie for me for sure. Yes. Any nerdy kid in a second grade classroom, I will. I am there for. Uh, yep. So many questions about lasers. That kid's charismatic mm-hmm. and I hope he did something mm-hmm. after this mm-hmm. movie because mm-hmm. I want to see more of that funny little kid. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. Uh, the 
their apartment is a highlight for me. Their apartment in New York yeah. is so strange. Baffling. Baffling, Enormous. right? Like a lot of dark hardwoods, uh, Coke bottle windows, crazy industrial staircases, some weird false walls, some giant walls with big <laughs> inset boxes. Like it is, it is a fucking MC Escher painting, and I love it. <laughs> I liked it too. I liked uh, at the end of the film. Uh, there's a scene with you know the bathtub overflowing, etc., cetera, mm-hmm. etc., cetera, and she's positioned herself in the bottom story where the bathtub and this should we should we talk about that scene yet or should we skip to it in a little bit uh, i we can we can talk about it it's it's on my low lights uh and toward the end because you know it's it's the <laughs> the day de, the denouement of the movie but uh yeah the the amount of waterfall she is able to create in that house yes. is remarkable like i couldn't do that in my house no uh I don't know I a house that it. can do that. I, I put it as a highlight because I was like, all right, this house is super confusing anyway. How big is it? Are they living in Manhattan? What mm-hmm. is this costing them? Because it seems, yeah, no, it's it's like a house in the hills in Malibu. This is crazy. Yeah. But uh, she basically decides that like the practical way to <laughs> electrocute herself is to run the tap on the bathtub and the sink upstairs, leave the door open go downstairs and wait for the water to just kind of come rushing down down the stairs like- oh no that's a trick that's that's her she's thinking ahead right she wants him to think that she's gonna electrocute herself okay so the, it is a radio. trick right she oh, didn't totally change her trick. mind she's totally okay. a trick yeah the the alien gets her in the end right but like she has a plan that she's executing mm-hmm. uh, it's it's not a good twist but i do think it is a twist it's a really uh, indirect way to just like why not just like there's Chill a lot, in the bathtub. Bathroom. There's a lot of really indirect death in this movie, right? Like people, there's multiple people are killed with radios in water. Like yeah. that is that is not usual. That's not how you kill yourself. It's not how you kill other people. Also, let's yeah. talk about Nanette's death. Uh, I think <laughs> it's just so uh, the the Johnny Depp uh, like uh, the Johnny Depp's astronaut's partner uh, fills with root, uh, with red food coloring and dies. And they, uh, I think that's what happens to him, right? Yeah, they're at uh, a they're at a swanky party. He starts to have like the second of a, another kind of like a seizure almost. His eyes right. fill with blood, his mouth fills with blood, and he keels over and dies. And then right. his wife uh, uh, has a reaction to that at the funeral. Yeah, right. She kills herself at a wake, which I think is a really classless move. It's personally. tacky. It's not it's about. Tacky. It's not about you. It's not about like let you. him let him have the spotlight for a second. Yeah, just bleeding a day. out of his eyes. Get over yourself. Right. It's, I I never liked that character. Uh, no, she's, she's bad a, news. Also, such a pessimist, right? Like Charlize Theron comes in and immediately, like when they're they've lost contact for two minutes. Oh yeah. Uh, immediately comes in and she says, "I know that they're dead. They're dead. I know that they're dead." Uh, it's like just no bedside chill, manner. Chill for a second, chill Nanette. For a what second. the fuck? Also, uh, two minutes, it, like, no, I don't know a lot about space, but it seems like it would be, like, it seems plausible that you could lose contact for a little while. They're, they're so immediately tuned in to the fact that they lost contact with Houston. Like, you mean what? What are you talking right. about? They lost contact? Like, I think I'd be a little more concerned with the whole explosion aspect of his possible demise. There are so many weird deals with time in space in this. So, like... They lose contact for two minutes. 
Mm-hmm. Which is what... But, like, in that time, Reese drives over to Charlize Theron's house. And somebody else has gone and gotten Natalie or Nanette or whatever the fuck her name is. Uh, oh, yeah. And during that two-minute period, uh, which feels like... Not how you'd navigate that situation if you were NASA. You'd wait to find something. It's two minutes. We've been talking for so much longer than that. Uh, two minutes is a bad Wi-Fi connection sometimes. Two minutes, exactly. what, what's the satellite delay anyway? Like, probably upwards of 30 seconds? Right. So yeah. come on, They're everyone just chill out. Also, once, like, so as far as I can tell, the explosion happens. They've lost contact for, for two minutes. And then the shuttle lands. Right? Like, they have... Yeah. Charlize and Nanette or Natalie or Normana or whatever her name is, they make it to the NASA headquarters, and the fucking shuttle is on the ground already. It seems like there's about a five-minute turnaround from explosion to everybody getting on the shuttle, re-entering the atmosphere, and landing in Florida. Yeah. The thing about time in this movie is if the whole movie kept that pace, I'd have no issue with them making that shortcut happen. Because, like, yeah, of course, fucking... like, you don't want to watch her driving in real time, like, staring at the clock, like, making a million phone calls in between that news right. and seeing her husband. But they do, like, a quick little cut, and then, like, they're reunited. I wish they had kept that pace the whole movie, because this movie was two hours, but it felt it felt longer. It was slow. Yeah, it's a, dra- it a dragging thriller horror. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, I was wondering if you had that same experience because I was pausing to take notes a lot. I was like, am I interrupting the flow of this movie? No, this movie has absolutely no flow. Uh, oh, yeah. It was like a languid flow. It was really just uh-huh. like a lot of like sitting in the moment with the weird <laughs> atmosphere and then like some really interesting camera work and effects that I think helped but also were interesting choices yeah, and a lot of like stylistic nonsense. Uh, but yeah, like the movie itself, it really was creeping along for a movie that wanted to make you jump out of your seat. Yeah. Yeah. It was like very plotting. And then there'd be a bunch of really weird, unpleasant action, then be plotting again. Yeah. Uh, so a couple other highlights and then we should move to lowlights because there's so many more of those. Uh, but almost all my highlights are because I think there's like a comedy hidden underneath this movie. Um, that's about Charlize and her crazy sister. Uh, so, so Nan... (laughs) Uh, they go out to dinner, and Nan's jacket is made of Sully from Monsters, Inc., uh, and I really liked that. Yeah, uh, that was a good 1999 nod. That uh-huh. was like some, some peak 90s fashion. That. Oh, yeah, definitely you've seen a Spice Girl wearing that, right? Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Right, and that's Cla- Clay Duvall. I'm uh, a really good actress. I like her. Uh, Me too. There's, so they send uh, Charlize Theron to a support group for, twin, for women pregnant with twins. Yes, One, I wrote this down. Not a thing I knew existed, but... Uh, Is that a thing? You're right, having not... twins. Let me give you access to this <laughs> support group. group. I mean, maybe that's a thing, uh, but... She I is don't... crying. Maybe the maybe the, um, the OBGYN just assumed the crying was related to the twins news. Right. <laughs> not the fact that she had a history of depression and, like, was worried about postpartum. It's all really I'm... weird. But the... So funny. I... So that the scene with the twin mother support group, it's not a scene that I liked, but it did include the line, I get into the bathtub with my socks on. And yes. I really appreciated that line. There's a lot of really goofy, weird dialogue in this that I, it resonated with me. It landed. I don't yeah. know if it's supposed to be laugh lines, but I was solid. They gave the movie a few opportunities to be funny and just sort of meander. And I, 
although it didn't do anything to drive the action forward, I was here for it. They give you like a a twins mom support group where everyone's Mm -hmm. just talking shit about their husbands. He tries to rub my feet at night. Like, I I guess that's something to complain about. This is a strange group of women. And then... And then the whole scene where it's just like a montage of her uh, dancing around the apartment to uh, yeah, the dance bossa scene. nova music off the uh, radio. I'm like, this is fun. This doesn't belong in this movie. A, a I like it, movie. but why is it here? Yeah. There, so the, in the twin mom scene also, it, it demonstrates a phenomenon that occurs multiple times in this movie, which is that the writers are just hitting copy-paste on their dialogue because the woman says he rubs my feet and there's some problem with it. And another woman in the support group says three times he rubs your feet space 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 he rubs your feet pause 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 he rubs your feet and that happens like i would say a half dozen times in this movie where the characters just say the same thing to each other over and over again yeah huh i didn't notice that but that's a funny yeah i mean that scene it's pretty much all they say it's a bunch of Mm -hmm. pregnant moms just baffled that or just angry angry at their not understanding husbands you don't know what it's like to harbor twins don't try to rub my feet that's not enough <laughs> and it just that's it that's the end of the scene and Charlize just looks kind of disconnected and dreamy and not like part of the scene at all it's right weird. which is also how i felt uh the <laughs> and then there's a cup there's only a few times where this movie is like successfully at least a a passable horror movie uh the kids singing itsy bitsy spider and creepy unison I felt oh, like yeah. that that worked. That yeah. really played. Uh, and the old man flicking a cigarette at her in slow motion while she's driving in a cab. I Something like that. about that also is like that those belong in a totally separate, at least mediocre horror movie. Yeah. Uh, not there was this some good mess stuff. garbage. The whole scene where she's back in her classroom, uh, she's in her I guess where she's teaching in New York City now because the mid movie yeah. There's a the one of the major plot points is that he Johnny Depp's character stops being an astronaut and moves to New York to be like a CEO or executive at this aeronaut company that is that's mm-hmm. making fighter planes. Mm-hmm. And so that's like a it is a major plot point only because the movie says it is. I really don't understand what fighter planes are going to do in the context of this movie or at all. Like, but they make it a major thing that he is now not a fight, not a pilot anymore. He's not an astronaut. He's using all of his years of engineering and aeronautic training to design computers that go into warplanes. So. Yeah. She's well, she's up in New York and she's in her classroom and she's just reading Rumpelstiltskin, <laughs> which to so her class and her weird. class is fucking jazzed on Rumpelstiltskin. They're, they're in piss. They're they're hanging on her every word. They're anticipating things. They're just clapping right, and stomping their response. feet together. <laughs> call and response. And she looks like she's not even feeling it at all. She's kind of like, oh, these kids seem to like it. I'm just trying to get through the story. And they're mm-hmm. like tearing down the walls, being pumped on the very real, very creepy words of Rumpelstiltskin. I have never actually read it before, but when you read out, read it out loud, it's like, ugh. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's not great. It's not great. Anyway. Uh, let's talk about Johnny Depp's, uh, Johnny Depp's job for a second. Yes. Uh, his non-astronaut job, his executive job. I don't know if you noticed this, but this job, him getting this job, appears to be important enough they put it on the cover of time magazine i know <laughs> <laughs> he's a celebrity all of a sudden it he's a guy who has gone to space seemingly to just orbit the earth and do like routine maintenance on some satellites and suddenly he's like 
the face of this aeronautics company out that's based in Manhattan. And, and it's, it's big enough news that it puts you on the cover of Time Magazine. The cover of Time Magazine. So he's, and he's signing autographs. He's a real celebrity. I was uh-huh. so confused by this. It's real he's weird. Like, it's real weird. Um, uh, yeah. I'll do one other highlight for this movie. Uh, and then we should talk lowlights. Uh, this movie passes Bechdel? Yeah, it, it does it. Yeah, it does. Uh, there's a, I mean, it mo- like barely, but like in a couple times, uh, the, the OBGYN, the OBGYN and uh, Charlie's. Oh, because they're talking about her history of depression. Yeah, and yeah. and they're talking about childbirth or child, yeah, yeah, yeah. pregnancy. And and I think the the fucking weird twin mother support group. I think would technically pass. It is a lot of talking about men, but it's not exclusively. And it is yeah. a lot of women talking to each other. I mean, it's, it's barely a, a silver lining for this movie, but I think it does technically count. Yeah. It's a lot of talking about men, though, because her and it her is. sister are just talking mm-hmm. about men. Her mm-hmm. and her, uh, yeah, her and her OBGYN are actually talking about pregnancy and her history of depression. So that for sure counts. And then, but yeah, like the women's support group, it's like, aren't you supposed to be talking about pregnancy stuff? And they're all just bitching about their dudes. That's true. That's true. Okay. But yeah, yeah right. but it's, it's barely, it was very clearly written by a man. And I want to say this movie was, uh, God, what's this guy's name? Something funny. Rand Ravitch. It was Rand <laughs> Ravitch. This guy's name is Rand Ravitch. It was his directorial debut, and he exclusively wrote the film without any other human. Mm. So, mm. you know. Any other human. His, it's entirely possible. Yep. Uh, there may have been alien support, alien baby. but one human man wrote this movie. Yeah. Uh, all right. Low lights. Okay, so one of the, the the pivotal moment that kind of explains to Charlize that something sinister is going on she basically gets raped mm-hmm. by Johnny Depp mm-hmm. it's essentially consensual esque sex that transcends into not like it quickly flips into non-consensual sex cuz he's mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. possessed and then <laughs> it it seems like once she receives his seed <laughs> It allows her to, I wrote down some options. You hear this breathing sound and it's like a hyper, like acute breathing sound that sounds like space. So either you're hearing just astronaut sounds or his memories or just nearby ventilators in the greater Manhattan area. But, (laughs) (laughs) But she's, that's like the moment where she's now like, she's got this hyper sensitivity to, I guess, sound memories or radio waves or something because there's a lot of like there's a lot of stuff about radios and that's it's very ambiguous until kind of the end when uh the doctor breaks it down for you but that was a low light because it was gross and confusing the that whole scene that whole scene was that is the is the nadir of the movie for sure uh Let's let's just I, I do I wanted to talk so much about the the sex scene at the party. Yeah. Uh, so, one, the cinematography of that scene is truly bizarre. I mean, the whole cinematography of this entire movie is bizarre, but like a lot of it is focused on their hands, like yes. really oh, yes. close zoom ins on their hands, 
and his taking her pulse a lot, which yeah. I, never is explained. It's no. just he's taking her pulse. Is that is it like an ovulating thing? Is it like can the I... can you tell that from a pulse? I'm not a doctor. I don't think it's how it works. Yeah, there's a lot of so the movie has a lot of face grabbing in general, but he mm-hmm. definitely like gravitates towards like touching her neck, touching like her pulse, like in the middle of that like sex scene where they're basically like ducking behind a pillar to have public sex at a swanky party. Right. He's like feeling her wrist and like, and he's telling her this creepy story about being outside of the spaceship and like touching her wrist. And you're like, Oh, this is going to come into play later. It kind of does. It kind of doesn't. Isn't that how he kills her sister? He like touches her wrist and does something to her, like makes her eyes explode. He's like doing something that like, it well, was really hard to tell. It's kind of a callback. Yeah. It's hard to tell what his powers are. He's got some kind of magic thing where he can like use radio waves to sort of explode people from the inside. And it has something right. to do with tapping into their heart rhythm maybe, like EKG right. style. I don't right. know. And his so his alien seed does give her the power to sort of dream the future too, right? Because she does see exactly how he kills his uh, how he kills her sister yeah she's getting premonitions yeah and that's i mean like you know in the context of it being like a a, just a regular old horror movie that kind of stuff is whatever you know it's like rules don't really need to apply and you can like you can be seeing the future you can be seeing the past but it also kind of pegs itself as a sci-fi movie and it's harder to swallow all that stuff when they're also trying to explain it with science Mm -hmm. like (laughs) pick a lane you gotta pick a lane (laughs) uh but yeah, the, the they're having sex unnoticed, like I, I would say 10, 15 feet from this open air party yes. behind not a wall, right? You're right. It's like a pillar. Like a, like pi- a, like a, like a wide pillar, like and half a flight of stairs that, from everybody else. Yeah, yeah. right. They, they took a, a, a six minute walk up the stairs, turned a corner and just started fucking, uh, yeah, he says something like, "When I was outside that, air, when I was outside that spaceship, it was cold and so dark, and then I became warm, like I, like I was inside your vagina." And then yeah, he says a bunch was... of other stuff, and I went back and I like turned subtitles on, like that's not what he said. That is what he said. <sighs> this movie's gone no, off the rails. No, no. Yeah, really, oh, really weird writing. That whole scene's writing, right? There's the, when he's talking, when uh, Shirley's is talking to the rich lady who says, I used to be into AIDS, but now I'm into hunger. Yes. Uh, and then she says, I teach second grade. And the lady says, I'm sorry, I, th- I thought you said you taught second grade. And then walks away. Yeah. And then uh, Blair Brown, uh, the actor who she plays the, what, the rich dude's husband, says mm-hmm. that woman hasn't had her period in three years, which is a gift to the gene pool. Just like, there are... There are weird. so many weird things that somebody wrote down and made another human being say. Yeah, I was thinking about that too, especially in that scene, because there's all these harsh lines that these innocent actors have to deliver. Like, you have to say <laughs> so much shit. And, like, Johnny Depp, like, we can say what we, like, definitely there's a lot to be said about who he is and what we know about him now as a person. But at the time, he was, like, Hollywood's, like, dreamboat, and they're mm-hmm. making him say this gross stuff. Yeah. Yep. And just come across as, like, the creepiest dude. And I kind of felt bad for him. Like, ah, uh, this is a guy who, like, really has to just play this one-dimensional shitty character. And I I bet he was embarrassed later that he had to be mm-hmm. in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the... So, Lowlight, all the... I mean, this is going to be the thing with anything from, like, 
the early 90s or like late 90s early 2000s but the cgi in this movie is so (laughs) fucking strange the sequence where they go inside johnny depp's eyes i truly do not understand uh i wish i'd written more down in my notes about it is it the one during while he's dreaming or is it the a different one i think it's while he's dreaming okay but they definitely the camera enters his eyeballs yes and then goes into his brain yes and is it a is it like a flashing sequence what it seems there? like a like a like a flash it seems like it's a memory right like it's him being mm. are you talking about the scene where he falls asleep and then it's yeah. him outside the spaceship yeah, seems like yeah, they're going back right. to the memory of him being entered by an alien presence right 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 which has a twin fetish uh, definitely has a twin fetish okay I want you to get more into low lights, but at some point we need to address what the point of the alien, what the alien's goal was, because <laughs> yeah, that really is something question. that took some mapping out for me, and I had to go back and figure this out. Well, it's also, I, I mean, this is this is a low light for me, the because Reese tries to explain this. Sherman Reese tries to explain this, uh, which is that there's two computers in the plane, twin yes. computers, and yes. she's pregnant with twins, and that's coincidence. And that's the theory that ends up being accurate. <laughs> Uh, yeah. it's, it's a big fucking jump though, man. That is, that is some Charlie Kelly in the mailroom bullshit. Yes. That somehow is right. I, it's uh, really funny. Cause like, yeah. Speaking of the Charlie Kelly in the mailroom bullshit, his Pepe Sylvia is basically <laughs> that he gives her, it's such a roundabout way of like divulging what's going on. So in her PO box, she receives, <laughs> right. Uh, an envelope with a key in it and like that has the name of a storage locker she goes to the storage locker it's like a a storage room that he's converted into an office space because he's Mm -hmm. off the grid now he's been Mm -hmm. fired by nasa he's he's mcconaughey in true detective season one this is yeah this is how you find out that johnny depp was on the cover of time Mm-hmm. that his character Spencer is on the cover of Time magazine. There's like magazines everywhere and furious notes that have been taken and a VHS tape that's been set aside for Charlize's character to grab. But like, yeah, his thesis is basically him in a room filming himself. Dr. Reese is like, all right, so um, he's figured some things out. He's figured out that the static in the audio recording while they were in space isn't static, but it's something else because the static was coming from somewhere else. I don't know if you can trace static. <laughs> no, I don't. That, I was, I was writing down the stuff. There's like, just nothing there. They did a lot of work to try to explain stuff, but they came up with, like, I was like, okay, that's fine. He traced the static to an external source that was not Earth. Good job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You deserve a Nobel Prize. <laughs> but then also, yeah, he's like the fighter jet, the fighter plane that, uh what's his name spencer is trying is helping design has twin computers controlling it its purpose in the battlefield i think is supposed to be to disarm anything else that's electronic so it's going to be like a thing that can disarm tanks and like shut down the power on like drones or whatever like things that don't exist yet right and um his yeah his theory i think is that radio waves Aliens in the form of radio waves have infiltrated Johnny Depp's body mm-hmm. in order to impregnate Jillian, or uh, Charlize Theron's Whatever the character. Is, yeah, yeah. Uh, to create twins that will grow up to be astronauts or mm-hmm. pilots, because mm-hmm. they like flash back to Johnny Depp being like, they're going to be pilots. And then those pilots will f- learn to operate a fighter 
plane? <laughs> right. The computers that appear to fly that plane anyway. Uh, right. The end computers. game. Yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't map out very well, does it? Aliens uh, want to control our planes through radio waves in order to end the human race? Question mark? There's no motive. It's just a really confusing plot. And I'm like, but this is it. This is the point. What's the point of the aliens? Why are they here? Also, the vi- so he has the video as a backstop in case he gets killed en route to give Charlize Theron, like, pictures or some sort of evidence from Natalie or Nanette or Normina or whatever, the, the other astronaut's wife's, like, uh, twins, right? Because she asks... Yes. Uh, Charlize yeah. Theron asks Sherman Reese if, uh, like, what was up with the twins? Were there any results on the twins? Sherman Reese says, I have to show you something about that. And the video <laughs> that he leaves her does not mention that at all or offer any evidence. Like, he... He's got yeah. a video. He could just show her the picture on the video. He could explain that. But instead, he explains that the plane has two computers. It's such a funny <laughs> reveal. It's so funny. She, like, goes into the storage locker, and the music's getting dramatic, and the lights are flickering. And then the big reveal when she later, like, escapes with the VHS is that twin computers, Jillian. Twin mm-hmm computers and you have twins <laughs> and apparently think spencer's, about it. Think spencer's about it. partner who had a stroke and died or whatever um oh they called they at some point they said that his mm-hmm. cause of death was an insult to the brain a severe insult to the brain <laughs> what surgeons are calling a severe insult to the brain which is something i would describe this movie as for sure yeah <laughs> It is this movie, and it's really, it's like a weirdly poetic thing for a surgeon to say about what a stroke represents. Like, yeah, man. Also, don't, who, who would say that in like a medical setting? Uh, But yeah, no, she. (laughs) They make sure to play it twice, too, in the original and then in a flashback. It's an important line. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, um, so. The Sherman scene, or the, the, like, the, the storage unit scene, also, I think is another example of the like the comedy that they're trying to fit into this movie, because she freaks the fuck out when the uh, the lights go off. Right, lights yes. go off, turns on red. She's freaking out. She thinks somebody's trying to get her. She like runs out of the building, and yeah. there's another dude in the building who just like hits the button that turns the lights back on because yeah. the lights just time out every thirty minutes. Uh, which is like that's a pretty good like horror comedy trope that would work really mm-hmm. nicely in a movie that knows what it's trying to do and is actually trying to be funny. Uh, rather than whatever the fuck doo-doo mess this movie is. It Uh, had a lot of moments. I will say that, like, stylistic choices, if this movie had had, like, a quicker pace and a quicker payoff, it could have just been, like, a kind of shitty thriller. Yeah, yeah. But because they try to draw it out so much, and there's so much, like, I think they want to do sort of, like, an old-school Rosemary's Baby-style pacing where you're, like, pins and needles and it creeps along and that's not the effect that it actually has but like the only thing i think it has going for it and we can talk about this because i i was here for it is like the weird cinematic like the weird cinematography choices Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the like weird stylistic choices and like effects and how much the movie was like flashing around and it kind of had that music video quality to it at certain points oh yeah totally there there are a couple of decisions the cinematographer makes that I want to I want to talk to him about it, right? Like I want to know what the hell he was doing. So there's the there's the two really really weird overhead tracking shots. Yeah. One during the shuttle launch where it pans 
over all of her pillows and her couch and then just moves up to her watching the launch from her window. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the pregnancy test where it pans over two toilets and then zooms in on her having a positive pregnancy test. Also, she's taking a pregnancy test at school. At school. The, Problematic. The bathroom that, that kids also seem to use. She has a it's a very nice house. And her yep. like her alien husband's not there all the time. Like ah. And the, I liked that shot where she's like she's kind of figuring out how uh, at odds with her home life she is and she's just in the hallway and all these kids in this catholic school are just swarming around her really quickly and she's mm-hmm. just standing in place as the camera tracks there's stuff like that where it felt like i was watching a music video and i was like this totally. is fun yeah and not necessarily doesn't have really anything to do with the movie but it's keeping me engaged because i'd be bored otherwise i suppose <laughs> yeah no there's there's some nice stuff the, the zoom in shots also the like yes super weird zoom in on mouths a lot of this movie yes like the bald uh rich dude when he's talking about battles there's just the camera is on just his lips for like i'd say a total of like a minute yeah Uh, his like teeth and his lips and like why what i don't know there's some weird zoom ins there's another scene where like right before she starts dancing and then the camera like kind of tilts down to a bowl of grapes and then just right there for a few seconds and i'm like okay so something with fruit and then it just moves right on and like is Mm -hmm. there like supposed to be a lot of symbolism is this like a fertility thing did they have something more like artistic in mind and then instead it's just like nah montage right you're right though this movie has pretension so there probably was something they're trying to do there uh that also is that gave us the every time you see a, uh, a whipped cream bottle in a fridge in a movie or TV show, the whipped cream is going straight into somebody's mouth. Every yes. time, as a rule, it's never not that. I'm glad yeah. we got that and made it a real movie. Well, except uh, in Varsity Blues. Oh, fair. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's like a mouth. Uh, it's like a mouth. We also got yeah. Charlize Theron's mouth in the hospital, super zoom up close. Like, real, real zoom Zoom a lot of zooms, a lot of like throat grabbing too. Like there's a scene at the beginning where Charlize is freaking out about her possibly dead or her um her her husband and the other wife of his partner who mm-hmm. also got lost in space for two minutes. Like they're both just talking and like watching their husbands and Charlize is like, Oh, it's not a big deal and her this other woman is like, No, like they should be talking to each other. They should be unpacking what happened to them and she like grabs charlize's throat and says like i know you're having a hard time with this and that stuff kept happening characters kept grabbing each other's pulses and throats and i was so grossed out like who does this yeah there's a a lot of non-consensual like public touching in this movie reese just up and grabs her stomach in the middle of a kid's store right yeah uh not cool man gotta ask first no, you got to ask first. It's a really yeah. important, it's, a, it's decorum. It's a social thing. You can't buy, I know that you're having a hard time, Mr. Reese. Uh, I, so I'm mostly rooting for Charlize in this movie. Uh, until she stiffs this poor immigrant cab driver while she's trying to get away oh. from Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah. That, like, that was a dick move. You're rich. You're carrying cash. Just throw him some cash. You probably have a hundred in your wallet. He could use it. I, uh, yeah. it's just not. She seems like a good person otherwise, but... I know. Can't have it. Yeah, she... I have to say, though, like, considering that this movie was pretty bad, she was, like, carrying it 
Yeah. I bet her. Sh- I bet her shoulders hurt after this movie finished wrapping because it's really just it's her sweet little face getting pretty unhinged and then alternately being like vulnerable and weepy and then like unhinged and like circles under the eyes kind of crazy like possibly mm-hmm. aborting her child in the bathroom like there's all this like which by the way is a very casual scene between her and that um <laughs> what's the what's the it's the the older yeah, Bla- woman Bla- Blair Brown is the actress uh. The na- McLaren, Mrs. McLaren. I yeah, think. she's like the the C the executive's wife, and yeah. she she like passes her like basically abortion pills and says something like it's not as if any of this means anything. Right. Like, interesting tone for the movie to take, and then she comes unhinged in the bathroom. But I was like, whoa, this movie is handling a lot of really heavy shit, like rape and abortion, mm-hmm. and like in the context of like a fun little horror movie about aliens. Yeah, there's. The tone switches dramatically about like half to two thirds of the way through. All of a sudden it goes from being kind of a suspenseful thriller to something where the stakes are like crazy. Right. Dramatically higher, though still never explained. Uh, some Some of this is also, I feel like, the like sexual cultural politics of 1999 America. Because there is the Bill Clinton having an orgasm joke at the beginning as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. Did you catch this? Like... She's wheeling Johnny Depp out of the hospital, and he's talking about talking the phone to the president. Uh, uh-huh. It's 1999. It's clearly supposed to be Clinton. And he says something like, I asked him what he's wearing, and then he made a weird sound, and then the phone was dead, or something like that. Oh, it's, yeah. It's definitely yeah. Johnny Depp saying that Bill Clinton had an orgasm on the phone with him. Uh, and there's, yeah, and there's this, like, casual two rich women talking about having an abortion as though it doesn't, like, doesn't matter to either of their lives at all. Like, there yeah. is some weird culture war shit in this movie that like it's not explicit but it is there for sure it's there it doesn't age well but i can't imagine it was received well at the time by like i mean maybe maybe i mean i think the presidential joke was fine probably sure, then sure it's fine like whatever but yeah yeah no it's it's rich women talking about casual abortions that mean nothing they kind of and then there's that strange scene where she's referencing the fact that she's pretty sure she was raped by her husband and she's describing it to Dr. Reese like in the form of like a, a fairy tale story. A fairy tale. Like did you ever hear the one about the princess and the prince and then the prince's enemy had his wicked way with her and she wasn't sure and she's like making this whole analogy and you're like I don't know that fairy tale. I've never tale heard at that all. story. No, that's not a real fairy tale. <laughs> this is terrifying. I don't like this at all. Yeah. yeah, it dealt with a lot of heavy stuff, but I think we can agree that her sister is a real piece of shit. Her sister sucks. She's garbage. She's I been domestically her. abused. She's hospitalized. Her husband clearly hit her because she has a giant bruise on the side of her face, and she's trying to like call out to her sister, and she's like, "You're just, you're just upset because you're in the hospital, idiot." <laughs> like, yeah. When, where did this side of her come from? Why does she suddenly hate her own flesh and blood and just want to like well, choose she... sides with? She's worried Charlize is going to lose her parking space, you know? Yeah, man. You don't want to lose that parking space. Cause... Sometimes it's like a long walk from there. Uh, the Okay, so I, the entire... Well, I guess so the end is not exclusively a low light because it does have the very cool falling water thing uh, out of the bathtubs and the sinks that I like. Uh, mm-hmm. But the Johnny Depp saying, yeah, I killed your husband and then I fucked his wife uh which that you know how aliens talk that's the thing that an you alien know, would say they, uh, they got they got down with the human vernacular real quickly really quick they're... like a really spiteful 
very personal alien. Like Yeah, that alien isn't just cold and calculated like I you were just a vehicle from my propagation. He's more like, nah, I fucked this guy's wife. Yeah, he's and very that person spiteful. is you. And you're dealing with it now, and I'm looking you right in the eye. And then she electrocutes him through her, her through her cunning. And then a giant CGI spaghetti monster comes out of him yes. uh, and then goes into her. And yes. then she it's... gives birth to the Sprouses. Which, oh, my God. That's that the was payoff. the best reveal. The so good. <laughs> I, was really, I was really stoked that you wound me up for that because I was like, some kind of twist in the movie. No, it wasn't really a plot <laughs> twist. It was just a casting twist because it's, it's Zach and Cody end up being her future sons. And, like, the movie basically just ends with, like, this. Okay, so she electrocutes Johnny Depp. Uh, an arc of electric water ricochets around the room, lands mm-hmm. in her head. And then it's next scene. There's like a crossfade between her hateful gaze and the American flag. And then mm-hmm. you're in the next scene where she's dropping her kids off. Like they're they're taking the bus to their first day of school, and her and her new husband are uh, like lovingly staring after her sons while they like, you know, embark on their next journey of five year old life. While she and then like it just ends with her like barreling the camera with her death stare. You're like oh, okay, so alien her- mom. Her husband, of, who is of also, Zach and Cody. also an astronaut, like, is yeah, there loves... is there a dead astronaut's wife dating service? Like, how, how, do, there, there's just not that many astronauts. She's got a type. She's got a type. She's got a type. Why does she need another astronaut? Like, is. Okay, so I thought about that, and my theory is. These boys are destined to be astronauts, right? Like, yes. they allude to it earlier. <clears throat> They have astronaut genetics, and, right. like, they're going to be pilots, but maybe they also need, like, maybe it's nature and nurture. You need maybe a connection, they, you need an in. Maybe it's not just that it's in their genetics to be, maybe being alien is not enough, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, is, like, if these aliens are choosing her and her husband as the conduit for, like, propagating their race or, like, infiltrating the military... They're choosing the most inefficient roundabout way. They're like, okay, wait for these kids to grow up. Give it 15, 16 more years, 30 years. You just wait. They're going to eventually go to pilot school, and then they're going to be in NASA, and then at some point we're going to control these kids from the inside. Right, and at some point they might become astronauts and be able to go into space. That's also not how NASA works. And Just take the body of an adult man and control that man. Right, you can do that clearly. Also, (laughs) Also... their mom is the alien. They're aliens. Why do they need the fucking static driving to school? Like they're listening to static on the radio driving to school. There's no point to it. Their mom no. can just tell them whatever fucking message they need because she's already plugged into that. She's the alien. Hmm. Yeah. I love that it was Zach and Cody. I, I love that they Zach get the Cody shot so nice. of them like just staring like heads tilted down like little demon children just staring back at her and then snapping attention and waving energetically <laughs> like ah oh, this movie does not have a good ending but it has an ending i like yeah yeah no it's all of the things about the movie that are good have nothing to do with the movie they're about the like the nice movie within the movie or the uh just how people went on with their careers you get a little little lens into how cole sprouse started you know as yeah man I jo- as him. johnny depp's demon seed he is really fun he's grown up so nicely 
I know. Are uh, you are you a fan say? of his Instagram where it's just him photographing people trying to discreetly photograph him in public? Oh no, that's great. Oh, Cole Sprouse is really funny. Anytime someone tries to discreetly snap a photo by pretending to take a selfie, he photographs them in the wild and then he mm. writes this long description of like how he captured them in their native <laughs> environment and it's it's actually wonderful. He's that's a really fun. funny adult. Yeah. I but love yeah, him as so Jughead. Yeah. This this movie um could it be saved yeah what, how would you make this we... movie good how could you make it a good movie uh i mean i think if you really leaned in i think you have to t- choose one direction right like you could make it a horror movie or you could lean into like goofy teacher comedy like i would yes. do a kindergarten cop focus on the kids and this like weird bad fairly like overly permissive teacher uh <laughs> who's like husband makes dirty calls her from space. Like keep Johnny Depp in space. <laughs> keep him as like sort of like a Charlie and Charlie's Angels character where you only hear his voice. Sometime he calls in. Maybe he's like Nanny from uh, Muppet Babies, right? You only get him from <laughs> uh, from like Womp Womp Sounds. And uh, and then you get you have Charlie's and her kids and her weird, nerdy laser boy and the kid that she has in charge of the phone. And and yeah, I mean, I think that that is a movie I would... I mean, it's not going to win an Oscar. Uh, it might win a, like a Kids' Choice Award, and that's good so, enough for me. So the movie that you're framing is purely in the context of her being a second grade teacher. But yes. then, is the pregnancy ever a thing? Does nope. it come back from space? No, nope. it's just her teaching second grade. <laughs> There'd have to be a conflict, right? But I, I don't know what the conflict would be yet. Uh, I mean. There's going to be a power struggle between the laser kid and Charlie Theron at some point because right. he's clearly charismatic and he's set, he's he's qualified to teach that class, I would say, if she is. Like an in-classroom Lord of the Flies where one of the characters is, a, is an adult and eventually yeah. loses to, to her. And it's just called The Astronaut's Wife because it's entirely about The Astronaut's Wife. <laughs> I like that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, we talked about this in our last episode. If you could pick a character, I pick fucking laser-obsessed second-grade, <laughs> laser chubby yeah. second-grade kid who just has a mile-a-minute 30 questions that he rattles off, and and he's got more. You can tell he's got more in the chamber. That kid has stuff to say, and I'm here for it. Yeah, I, that kid, there's a strong argument for that kid. Uh, I I also like Mrs. McLaren. Uh, she's, yeah. she appears to me to be living her best life. Uh, she's, she's really mean, but to the right people. Uh, she's, she's got, you know, like abortions on a speed dial. Uh, she's, she tucks her kid in at night. Like she's a, she's a, like she's a, a satisfied yeah. mother. Uh, I, I like, I like that character. She's uh, like I, a good, she's like a high ranking sharpshooting Georgia peach. You know, exactly. She's, yeah. she's got those southern sensibilities and the southern propriety, but she's got um, a silver tongue and like a like a wicked wit, and you can tell mm-hmm. that she's. I would follow her around and just listen to her narrate my life. Yeah, you could life, do like a you do like a middle aged Sex in the City with her, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she really popped on screen. I liked watching mm-hmm. her a lot, and I wish there was more of her in this movie. Yeah, she really brings it. I think Sherman Reese also brings it. I think he's he that that actor is trying his best. He is. They're making him say some goofy shit, but he's saying it with commitment. Like that that works for me. I he's he's a third runner up for me after uh, after Mrs. Good. McLaren, Laser Boy, and then yeah, I'd say Sherman Reese. Yeah, our girl Charlize though. I mean, 
she was young when this movie came out, right? Like, she looks really young, and it was pretty yeah. early in her career. I can't... Yeah, she... How old would she have been? So this movie's 99. She was born in... So I wrote down that this 75. movie stars she was Johnny Depp. 24, yeah. She's a little... She's got a little baby face. This movie stars Johnny Depp and Charlize Theron, but it does not star her eyebrows. No. Some, some severe no. 90s eyebrows that yeah. borderline on non-existent, depending on how far away the shot is, which makes her look kind of alien in her own right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. 100%. She she acted the shit out of a pretty terrible script and like, you know, for it being kind of early in her career and for it being a really just B movie. Yeah, I quality was, performance. I was down to watch her. She was captivating in all the scenes where it's just her on screen. I was like, yeah. Yeah. This is still piquing my interest. Yeah, and I would I would also watch a longer form of her doing the the cat from the Aristocats dance. Like that also it's not a good <laughs> scene, but I I didn't yeah. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. You know what's a weird piece of trivia that I found out when I went down the rabbit hole is that she was a dancer before she was an actress. So I really? bet that was sort of a self-indulgent oh. scene. She auditioned for the role of, um, what's her name? Is it Roxy in Chicago? Oh, really? Re- Renee Zelliger's character, and she didn't get yeah. it because of something with the director, but she was huh. trying to get that role because she has a strong dancing background. So I was watching this scene like, ooh, are they going to let her like show off her chops? And they they kind of didn't, but it was still yeah, fun to watch. Not much. Yeah. Uh, could it be saved? Yeah, I mean, I like the '90s special effects. I like the, I liked the idea of it being just like a a hard cheesy horror movie. If it mm-hmm. had taken that tone from the beginning and it had shaved itself down by like twenty thirty minutes, this could have been one of those movies like, um, oh, I, I don't know, like a, in the same vein of like all of the cheesy horror movies like that scream, came out around this time sort of like, yeah like i know what she did last summer teaching mrs tingle etc cetera, etc cetera. Right. like that kind of thing wait teaching mrs tingle is a horror movie i, I just ass- think i, I said... just assumed that was a comedy i think it's both oh it's i think i got the right thing or like the faculty, the faculty. you know like yeah movies that are mostly like comedies but they have all the horror trappings and mm-hmm. it does make you jump and it's scary like this movie could kind of exist as like a sci-fi thriller but also like if it punched up the comedy instead yeah. and instead it was like or just went out for like total cheesy slasher flick but it kind of tried to be like this sci-fi dramatic hybrid and it just lost me it was right. really slow or it gave us more alien shit right like you almost get you get no none of the like weird interesting alien stuff it's all like a psychological like a pseudo psychological alien horror thriller without any of the things you want from an alien movie or a horror movie or a thriller the closest it came and i got really excited is when it lets you go into inside johnny depp's thoughts and brain and eyes and see what's (laughs) inside it it does this zoom into like out into the universe but then into his eyes and Mm -hmm. then into his brain but also in space and then it you can see charlie's theron's like fetuses inside her body and there are these like gray cgi 90s cgi alien things and i was like yeah this is terrible but i love it i can't (laughs) wait to see more and that was pretty much the end like no i want more like screensaver quality cgi yeah yeah if the whole movie had the pacing of the last 20 minutes of the movie it would have worked a lot better uh it would have been at like, least fun if it weren't good. You know? Right, they just like, remembered they were trying to make a horror movie at the very end and made a horror movie at the very end. It felt like they switched editors partway through. <laughs> Which is you entirely know, possible. Like, 
I mean, it's very possible. Like, whoever was in charge of, like, special effects and cinematography, I was like, you guys are doing your work. You're doing what you can to save this movie because it was definitely trying its best despite the terrible writing and the really bad pacing. But, yeah, then at the end, it just kind of, like, speeds ahead. Like, "Eh, we got to wrap this up. We got to wrap this up. Something, something, something. Now here's the alien twins. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not my genre, so I don't have a strong sci-fi background, but I can see why this would really piss off sci-fi people. I was like trying to read some bad reviews and see if any of them were like of important note. There was a funny one that just said, this could have been written by a computer program to cannibalize <laughs> previous sci-fi films. That was a guy from the New York Post. Like, yep. yeah, it does. It's just kind of derivative, and it's... It's definitely like the plot doesn't have much to write home about, except when you get down to the crazy uh, conspiracy theory about twins and other twins. It's also the sort of thing that, like, they could, barring the CGI, this could have been in, like, a 1950s horror movie. It's got that sort of pacing. It's got the, like, we can't show anything on screen. Like I know. It would have been better like uh that. Uh-huh. For sure. And I think it was going for that. I mean, it's clearly got, like, a strong Rosemary's Baby like backbone to it mm-hmm. and i think it was trying to be like a creepy crawly thriller and then right at the end they decide to go like more jump scare but yeah it can't decide what it is okay so you want to know why the cinematography is really good why the cinematographer is fucking great he's the guy that did et empire of the sun the color purple like this guy was oh, punching shit. like they they really snagged snagged him also one of the last movies he did interesting what was the budget on this? I didn't check that. Uh, did budget. it did it flop or did it? Oh yeah, budget of this movie seventy five million, box office twenty million. Ooh, that's, that's gotta a, hurt. It's a big loser. One thing I read was that it didn't have. Um, I think the studio, which I believe was New Line Cinema, didn't even like anticipate this movie being a hit, so they didn't do a critical premiere before the. The regular, like, theatrical release. So none of the critics got an advanced review of this movie. Seems like a good call. It feels like a good call, but it's also really harsh on the part of the production company. Like, dude, you guys had no faith. I mean, if you watched this movie, would you put it out? I, the only thing that would probably, okay. It was a, the heyday for horror films, and it was also these, two beautiful actors one of whom is johnny depp and he i don't know what he got paid to be in this movie but i assume it was not a small amount of money that seems like enough to push it forward right like just see if you can get the eye candy to to bring in like a bunch of teens teens this is not a teenage movie though yeah no what what is the target audience for this movie i mean i i I think it might have been teens in 1950 yeah i think it's teens that didn't know about tech Uh uh-huh it's Ludite teens. <laughs> People that are impressed by the idea of something, 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 radio waves. Yep. Yeah, no, this... I mean, it seems like the simple solution is just throw all your radios in the dumpster, right? Problem no, you solved. take them into the bathtub. There's a lot of baths. There's a lot of baths in this scene. And, There's uh... a lot of baths in this movie. There's too far too many baths in this movie. Yeah, and I know we're wrapping up, but I do just feel the need to point out that when Charlize Theron wakes up in, like, a cold sweat after a bad dream, uh, her husband's solution is to put her in the bath and give her a sponge bath sponge and wash bath. her hair. Right. <laughs> Why? Nothing. I mean, it, it doesn't alien. go anywhere. Yeah. It's just... It's... Uh, you 
doesn't know yet. He's just learning how to human. <laughs> um, did you have fun watching this movie? Did I have fun watching this movie? Uh, during the during the parts of the kids, uh, during the during yeah. the school parts, uh, but mostly no. I would say I would say is uh, I had less fun with this than Surfer Dude. How about yeah, you? Yeah, me too. Me too. I would say I came into it thinking it would be either like a jump scare kind of thriller or just like a creepy like kind of aliens esque like trying to captive capture that um that type of like techie suspense and since it didn't hit any of those marks i was just like uh what is it it's really slow and i keep checking the timeline to see how far along i am and how much there is left to go. <laughs> like all right yeah. i guess this movie's still happening to me i'm i'm here to see what happens at the end oh nothing much johnny depp's gone did yeah. he die or did his alien die do you think he lived on uh no he uh, he you didn't did, collapse though did he not collapse i mean i don't think he did i think he might stay. <laughs> you he think he's just walking him? around <laughs> like johnny depp's back <laughs> i don't wondering know what the fuck happened I, just, I like the idea that the aliens like died and he's doing okay <laughs> it's plausible got divorced his wife changed his hair and her hair yeah. uh also why did they change her hair it doesn't matter uh, <laughs> yeah, they changed her hair for sure, but that's that's her character arc. <laughs> She's a ginger now. Ah, I mean, we could all, we should all be so lucky. Uh, I know. Fi- any final thoughts? I think uh, I think this movie was it was a movie. The last movie we watched that's was true. not a movie. This was a real movie. And this movie, there's no doubt about it in my mind, was a Hollywood movie. Right, beginning, middle, end actors the whole shebang it had all the trappings it had real people it had a plot it had an ending mm-hmm. yeah it yeah. happened it had stakes it, it makes sense that nobody liked it and it makes sense that i didn't like it but it is a movie <laughs> it and i gotta movie. give it that oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well all right that, well, uh, well, that, that has been our our wrap-up of you know, <laughs> I, I really, I really feel like Charlize isn't even mad at this movie, right? I feel like you've been getting more and more defensive of this movie over time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really didn't like it. I feel like you're you're sort of beginning to no, stand up for it. I'm not on its team. I'm actually solidly not on its team. But I think I'm trying to validate that it wasn't <laughs> the worst thing that someone successful could have done in their career. That's it, true. I have seen worse movies. Like, it tried to do something. Right, and she was good. And she was good. I give her that. And she like, was good. She, she was totally, good. she totally workhorses it. <laughs> uh, but well, it's trash. We done did it. It's it's real. It's do 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 garbage. It's... But you know, it it could have been worse. I could. I've spent an I've spent an hour and fifty minutes worse before. I think. I definitely have. Yeah. We all know I have. <laughs> it's true. Uh, <laughs> Okay, well, uh, we'll do another one of these in a couple weeks, right? Yeah, yeah, right. We're, we'll be back with another Hollywood heavy hitter, Oscar-winning actor of the silver screen, and the terrible work that they've produced in the backlogs of their uh, resume. Well, yeah, and until then, to quote the great Nicolas Cage's Oscar speech, experiment and fast forward into the future of acting. Amazing. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Take care. Doris Day.